Welcome to another edition of... Hold on a second. I need to have a sip of coffee first. True. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Fine. I'll save that till later. It's episode seven of Healthy You with Andrea and Drew. And I say that because this week we're going to be talking about caffeine. Seven. Is that Was that a lucky number for you? Six. Come on. Okay. It was six. Uh, no one... No one's keeping scores or well, tabs. Well, I actually was. <laughs> yes, on our big family vacation, I had six espressos in one day. And yes, I was a little bit jittery after that. So that's kind of how we decided to talk about caffeine and uh, where it's found and what it can do to the human body. So how about we start with just that, uh, what I said, where is caffeine actually found? Because we all just kind of assume the, uh, the basics. It's in coffee. Mm-hmm. But- it's in a lot more, correct? Absolutely. So it's naturally, it comes naturally from a plant. And we know this. So plants and seeds. Um, and so naturally it comes from coffee, found in coffee beans, cocoa beans, cola nuts, which is something that's used to make Coca-Cola. Oh, uh, tea leaves, sense. yep. Tea leaves. And then two other places, again, plant sources, which they can make drug products, medicinal products, or beverages, and normally from South America, uh, yerba mate, and then guarana. So those are things that you probably, you know, yeah, words, na- words I won't even try to say. Right. And, and you know, there are even things that I'm, I'm only familiar with them from the research that, that we, that we t- take a look at. Um, where those particular sources of natural caffeine come in are, and we'll get into this, is where caffeine can be added, which is what you said. We know it's added to energy drinks, um, more to um, carbonated beverages, as well as drug products, like in the lovely world of my field, uh, diet and weight loss products. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's natural, it's added, and it's uh, kind of everywhere. So let's talk a little bit about what caffeine actually does to us when we have it and when we have too much of it. Now, everyone just kind of associates caffeine or too much caffeine, too many cups of coffee with not being able to sleep. Mm-hmm. But again, it does so much more, right? Yeah. So it doesn't. It does um, improve our alertness for a short period of time. So it, caffeine does do that. Um, but there's a quick crash after that. So that three o'clock afternoon hits yes and many people go for you know the tea or the coffee um, and it keeps them alert for a short period of time but then there might be a little bit of crash Um, it also excites our central nervous system though and this is a big one from even a sports nutrition world and a lot of um, uh, sports enhancement products that are available Um, but it can cause a little bit of an irregular heartbeat so from a fitness field, you can kind of look at that. It gives us a faster heart rate so that it makes us feel and think that we're exerting um, more energy during a workout, especially if people who have it before a workout. Um, it's also, so it's a stimulant, basically. It, mm-hmm. it stimulates. Um, it's also an appetite suppressant. So a lot of people um, will have coffee and then they might not be hungry, you know, at that time. Um, and then as far as the stimulant goes from the flip side of things, it stimulates even, even muscle contraction and too much caffeine or coffee, uh, caffeinated products can cause increased, shall we go here, bowel movements. Um, so that's another area where we need to just be a little, uh, aware of, or I was about to say mindful, but same thing, yes, but aware well, of, of, um, of what it can do and too much of it, especially. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's really interesting because again, as I already touched on in my head, you know, you always just kind of associate it with the one thing, which is it keeps you up at night, but it does so many other things. And 
some positives, I guess, but a lot more negatives, especially mm-hmm. if we're going to go back to uh, some of those words we've said uh, a few times, moderation, keeping things in balance, you know, all that kind of stuff that we yep. keep on hitting on. Yep. Now, here's a big question, especially for me, because, you know, I do enjoy my cup of coffee in the morning and in the afternoon. As you were going through all that, I saw that look you were giving me like, Drew, you have too much coffee. <laughs> but anyways, how much can we actually have? Right. Because it, it, you have to recognize that the body can tolerate caffeine. Some people are definitely more sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. So these people can get a lot of j- extra jitteriness or more irritability with sleeping. Um, headaches, migraines, nausea. That's very common for people who have a low tolerance and a threshold. But for adults, men and women, so this is adults being anyone over the age of 18, um, there is an upper tolerable limit of 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. For pregnant women, we don't recommend going, um, we say minimize or, or take out if you can, and definitely no more than 300 milligrams a day. Um, just because crossing, anyway. We won't get into that. Oh, but that's, we, that's another one. We can, that's a whole other topic. A- any pregnant We're women pregnant. can email you. Yes, and I love pregnancy nutrition. It's a it's an exciting topic. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure if we get onto that one, this podcast will be about two hours long. <laughs> So we're not so going we'll to get stick, it, sorry. Yeah. I like to yeah. We're not going to get into that just yet. But as you said, that's kind of the uh, uh, upper threshold, and okay, we're just going to keep harping 400 on hundred milligrams. Yeah, it is uh, kind of an individual thing, as you touched on, uh, uh, saying that uh, some people have lower tolerance, yeah. uh, which is I would just assume. Now this is just me asking this question. I would just assume that's where it comes in, where people say, you know, I can't have a cup of coffee after three o'clock. It keeps me up, mm-hmm. and then there's those people who, well, like me, who have it at nine o'clock, and They're by ten thirty, I'm ready for bed. Yep. So your body almost becomes a little bit immune to it as well. well. Of course. And that's where it comes in. I know I used to have Drew back in the day of university before I started learning all nutrition and health and getting myself on the board of what am I doing to my body? I used to have three double doubles a day. Wow. And one of them was late at night. Now I'm at a stage where if I have caffeine past 1 p.m., I do feel the effects in the evening. So. Um, yeah, it's just, but then I, I have a girlfriend who after dinner, she has an, you know, a cup a latte or a cappuccino and they go to bed fine. So it's just, um, it's, it's how we, we can tolerate it with our body, but we do have to be careful because there is an upper level of, of what, uh, we can get in. And, and the concerns with that is if we're having too much of something that might not be giving us the nutrition our body actually needs, that's where we might be neglecting. Okay, and we definitely don't want that. And I'm just going to you know, clarify here. I keep poking fun at myself, <laughs> and so do you. But I'm not as bad as I no. used to be. I have cut back. It was just when we were away. I, I I'm just wondering if it. you've gone through withdrawal since we've been back. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when, when the coffees are so readily available to you, that's what it's happens. It's a different bean in, in Italy, too. So, that's for so sure. So we have to take that into account. So but, how about yeah. we talk a little bit about where this caffeine is found yeah. in, in the products that are readily available to people pretty much every single day mm-hmm. at every single store you go to. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, where caffeine is actually found, whether it's natural or yep. added. Or added. Um, so yeah, so let's stop. start right at the top of the day. Most people have a tea or a coffee. So um, one thing I need to note is that, you know, we've become more... Um, in tune with different roasts of coffee. Yes. And so when I first thought about this, I'm like, dark roast, awesome, must have a little bit more caffeine. But the longer the bean is roasted, the less caffeine it has. And you can kind of look at that like certain fruits and vegetables. The longer you cook it... Nutrients are gone. Exactly. So 
the darker roasted or the stronger, it does let off a stronger flavor, but it actually has less caffeine. So in that regard, we say a cup of brewed coffee has between 80 and 180 milligrams in in one cup. Mm -hmm. And that just differentiates between the type of bean. Um, Instant coffee, a cup of instant coffee, somewhere between 76 and 106 milligrams, so a little less. And then our decaf coffee. So a cup of decaf coffee can have anywhere between 3 and 15 milligrams of of caffeine. So um, just something to note because I know some people you know, have that decaf coffee in the evening when they go out with friends or whatnot, and, and then they're, they're still wondering why they're up at night. Mm-hmm. Um, our espresso. So yes. espresso, we were talking just before about, you know, short and long. So sometimes you can get a one-ounce or a two-ounce shot, but one ounce of espresso actually only has 64 to 90 milligrams of caffeine. Yes, it's more concentrated. You have less amount of it. Um, but that's where there were that difference in changes. And that uh, is something that we're also going to talk a little bit as we uh, continue here is the false assumptions of things being mm-hmm. caffeine free or not having as much caffeine or having more caffeine, uh, like the decaf thing that you just said. I, I had no idea. Yeah. And uh, if you have three cups of decaf coffee thinking there's no caffeine in it hey, you're going to stay up. And even the espresso, so many people think that when you have that single espresso, it has more caffeine than your large coffee from one of the local coffee shops. Uh, if you got a huge cup of espresso, yeah, you'd be bouncing off the walls. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but that one single shot of espresso isn't necessarily as uh, as bad as you think it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, into our teas, a cup of black tea can have 43 to 60 milligrams, so there is less caffeine in tea, and this depends on the type of leaf that you're having as well as, as, well as how long you steep that tea for. Um, you'll see on a lot of packages the caffeine level of tea, so low, medium, or high, mm-hmm. um, and that's a good indicator of you know the amount of caffeinated leaves in there, um, but also this how long you steep it. Um, whereas a cup of a whiter green tea has about 25 to 45 milligrams of, um, of caffeine. And then shall we go into, uh, all these fun carbonated and sweet drinks? I was just going to say, let's touch on that. We don't have to go into every single one, but we can just talk a little bit about, uh, the carbonated drinks and the energy drinks and how much caffeine they have and what they're doing to our bodies, perhaps. Yep. So your, your energy drinks are going to vary, right? Because every manufacturer has their own little, uh, ingredient uh, recipe that they want to put in there but ver- a cup of any type of energy drink will have between 80 and 125 milligrams hence why you're studying late at night or you feel that crash and you want to grab one of those uh, energy drinks in the middle of the day same kind of thing as what the coffee does it does act as alertness for a short period of time mm-hmm. um iced tea i know a lot of people who say no i don't drink pop you but know I but i drink that. iced tea a, the sugar load is the same, and B, the caffeine in a can of sweetened iced tea is between 15 and 67 milligrams. So again, a variation, whereas a can of cola will have about 30 milligrams. Wow, interesting. Um, um, ginger ale is caffeine-free. Okay, so, so there, there's one option if you really need that carbonated fix. Yep. Now, is this something, you know, I've never, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I've never really checked a label. Is this information, the actual amounts listed on packages for soft drinks, caffeinated drinks? Uh, Not many. This like really? this particularly here uh, particularly comes from um, 
my own references that I have through our nutrition database. Um, you can readily find this information available. You just want to make sure it's sourced properly. Okay. Some companies will have the information. I remember I was looking at a, a large coffee chain's website to try to find out the amount of um, milligrams of caffeine in uh, the different um, roasts of their coffee, mm -hmm. and it just gave a range for all of them. And in my head, I was thinking, okay, but a dark roast has less caffeine. So in questioning actually this coffee chain, they actually said that they use more water to make the more caffeinated coffees. So it ends up balancing out. But again, it's, it's that yes. came from, from someone. So again, but... It's something you have to kind of be you aware of, to, source yeah. it out, like you said. Yeah, and Health Canada does have this information for most things or okay. chat up with an RD because we do have these resources available mm -hmm. um, between the uh, research papers that are behind them. Well, that was definitely something I was going to ask uh, uh, where you can find this. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to know Health Canada or, of course, as you yeah. said, an RD always like you uh, can uh, reach out to Andrea to yeah. find out more information because you definitely don't want to be having too much. And if it's not on that package for you, it, it's hard for people to actually know how much they're bringing into their body. Absolutely. So if people do want to reach out to you, mm -hmm. you know what we have to do. Yep. Plug your website. AndreaFalcone.ca. So www.andreafalcone.ca. Um, there's so much more to tap on on this topic. There really is. Um, it's, it's an interesting one from kids and caffeine to nutrient interference. So uh, just kind of for now, just kind of look at how much you're having. Yes, this is something that we definitely uh, have just scratched the surface mm -hmm. of because this is a topic even before we, we were chatting. And this is something we really could go on for probably for hours. Good thing uh, you cut me off at the beginning there on yeah. that other topic. <laughs> no, but this is good. It's no. a good starting point, as you said, and people can reach out to you. A lot Absolutely. of great resources on uh, your website. And I think we're going to celebrate uh, wrapping up this podcast with a nice espresso. We'll <laughs> be back soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.